On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks did drop both games of their back-to-back this weekend down in Florida, but they did earn one point in the game on Friday against the Panthers. I'll get into all of that, plus the latest injury updates with 16 games to go in the season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Today is Monday, March 13th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, for those of you that are still listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, do me a favor, please, real quick, go and show some support. First, by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always appreciate. And you're going to have to do if you want a chance to win two free Blackhawks tickets to the game on the 28th against the Dallas Stars. I'll be talking more about that after our first commercial break. So make sure to go do all of that good stuff. And if you're not already, go and check out the show on YouTube. Every video is going to, every episode is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube at this point. So go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks if you're not already. I greatly appreciate that as well. While you're there, hit the like button down below on today's video. Go and comment as to where you think the Chicago Blackhawks are going to end up finishing in the NHL standings when it's all said and done. And last but certainly not least, go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications. That way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning, technically. Uh, Thank you all again, as always, for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. To get things started here this morning, of course, as I mentioned on the intro, over the weekend, the Chicago Blackhawks had a pair of games down in Florida against the Panthers and the Lightning, which did wind up in, uh, did result in a pair of losses for the Blackhawks, which is certainly good news for their tank standings, but they did earn one point in the loss on Friday night against the Panthers. But even though this two-game back-to-back here resulted in two losses for the Blackhawks, uh, I thought it was another pair of pretty respectable outings, all things considered, for this team. The game on Friday night against Florida, it was oddly similar to the one earlier in the week against the Detroit Red Wings. The Blackhawks got out to a 2-0 lead after 20 minutes with goals from Caleb Jones and Boris Kachuk. Got out to a really good start, and then the rest of the way, it was just kind of like they were hanging on for, for dear life. Florida really dominated them in terms of puck possession in the final two periods. Alex Stalock, uh, or excuse me, Peter Morazic did his best impression of Alex Stalock against the Red Wings by doing everything in his power to keep the puck out of the net. Eventually, though, Florida broke through in a big way in the third period, scoring three goals in just over a four-minute span. That put them ahead 3-2, to two, all the Blackhawks fans out there who are constantly peppering the standings and are uh, worrying about where they're going to finish in the standings. They were all, of course, really happy, and so was I. You know, deep down, the Blackhawks do need to start losing more games here and it looked like they were on their way to another excellent tank loss until that darn Cole Gutman can't be mad about it though this kid continues 
to perform very well. Ties the game with 45 seconds to go. Good net front presence, finds a loose rebound, and puts it home. That earned the Blackhawks one point in this matchup against the Panthers, but Florida did go on to emerge victorious in overtime with a goal from Brandon Montour. So uh, another respectable effort, though, from the Blackhawks. Would have been a perfect tank loss had they lost that one in regulation. But uh, again, while it is frustrating that they picked up a point when you consider the standings, this young team is is fighting hard right now at uh, a roster that is less than NHL worthy, uh, to put it nicely. So for, for Cole Gutman to come through in a big way at a young age again, uh, he continues to be awesome. A decent effort from the Blackhawks, all things considered again. And I thought they had a really decent effort on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Look, these are two teams that are right in the thick of it out in the Eastern Conference. Tampa Bay is obviously in a much prettier position than Florida is. The Panthers are still fighting for their playoff lives. They really needed to win that game on Friday against the Blackhawks. They ultimately did, uh, but still are going to need some help and need to continue winning in order to get in the Eastern Conference. But regardless, this game obviously is more meaningful for both of the Blackhawks' opponents that they saw this weekend down in Florida, and they hung in there with them uh, in this game on Friday, or Saturday, excuse me, against Tampa Bay. Sure, they got outplayed at times. The second period has been an issue for Chicago all year long. Tampa really took over in that period. Um, but in the third period, the Blackhawks came with a late charge. They were down one, nothing. Uh, they, they came with probably their best push late there or early on in the third period. Taylor Radish winds up staying red hot. I mean, how about Taylor Radish as of late folks continues to show that he's got good goal scoring touch. I've always said that's his best asset strikes his revenge against the lightning by tying this game up one-to-one in the third period. Ultimately the bolts uh, end up on the right end of the final outcome. Braden point goes and puts them back ahead with one minute to go in the game. And then because of course, Brandon Hagel goes on to get the empty netter for a second consecutive year, by the way. I would know because Saturday was actually my birthday, uh, and that's two years in a row where the Blackhawks have played the Tampa Bay Lightning on my birthday. Gotta love that. Uh, And Brandon Hagel hit the empty netter in that game last year to seal the deal just days after the Blackhawks traded away him traded him away to Tampa Bay. He hits the empty netter again in this one to seal the deal. The Blackhawks end up losing three to one, but yes, two very respectable outcomes from the Blackhawks, considering who they're rostering right now, who they're going up against, some of the injuries that they're dealing with at this point. And I'm going to get into more on that here in just a second. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, for this team to be continuing to fight hard and be in games, uh, yeah, we'd want them to to be losing those games, but the competitive nature that this team is showing at, you know, uh, a roster that's not 100% healthy, obviously, uh, most of the big names have been shipped out at this point. Luke Richardson has this team working hard, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on, too, in the show. But first, I do want to touch on the updated tank standings after the Blackhawks back-to-back this weekend in in Florida. Like, I'm a Southern boy. That's hilarious. Down in Florida uh, by earning a point against the Panthers. The Blackhawks do jump San Jose. They're now in third to last place in the NHL standings. The Hawks currently have 50 points through 66 games, giving them a 379 point percentage. The Sharks, as I mentioned, are in second to last place now with 50 points as well, but through 67 games, one more than Chicago, giving them a 373 point percentage. 
The Columbus Blue Jackets are still in last. They have 47 points with a .362 point percentage, but they have only played 65 games, two less than San Jose and one less than Chicago. It's a really close race right now, folks. Uh, Anaheim is still kind of in the mix. They're in fourth to last place with 54 points through 67 games. That gives them a .403 points percentage. And then Montreal has actually, I guess, Arizona has surpassed Montreal in the standings. The Canadians are in fifth to last uh, with 58 points through 66 games. So to me, Feels like it's kind of turning into a four-horse race at this point, Blackhawks fans. And what's interesting is when the Hawks take on the Boston Bruins tomorrow night, of course, uh, the team that's the best in the league right now in our 50-10-5, yes, you heard me right, 50-10-5 through 66 games, they'll be coming into the United Center tomorrow night while the Blackhawks are facing off with the Bruins, taking a going on tomorrow night as well will be the San Jose Sharks versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. One of them has to win, which is good news for all us Blackhawks fans. Hopefully we'll get lucky and uh, maybe that game heads into overtime. That would do us wonders. But there are the latest updates to the standings across the NHL right now. Coming up in just a moment, folks, I will get into the Blackhawks' latest injury updates and some of the latest players to get recalled from Rockford as well. But first, I need to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product, which is something that I use every single morning. I literally just had it before I came on to record the show because with just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day. And this special blend of ingredients truly is incredible. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and even your aging. And how about this? Athletic Greens was first created when the founder themselves experienced a ton of gut issues, and they ended up on a complicated supplement routine in order to recover. That used to cost them over $100 per day, but now Athletic Greens has created both the optimal and affordable nutrition routine that'll cost you less than $3 per day, which is such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. And to make it easy for all you out there, Athletic Greens is going to give away a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D along with five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, before I get into segment two, I did want to talk more about the two free Blackhawks tickets that I will be giving away on March 28th against the Dallas Stars. The drawing for this closes in just one week, folks, so make sure to get those entries in. And all you have to do in order to qualify, pardon me, first, you have to either leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and you also have to be subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. You have to do both in order to qualify for those two free tickets, and make sure to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review. You have to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review for me to check that you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure to do all of that. You're eligible to win two free Blackhawks tickets to the game later this month against the Dallas Stars. All right, segment two, let's talk about some of the latest injury updates 
that we got from Blackhawks practice down at Fifth Third Arena on Monday morning. Not only are the Blackhawks shorthanded now after trading away Patrick Kane, Max Domi, Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe, but they're also still just, they've been on the wrong end of the injury bug, it seemed like for the greater good of this season, and even on the wrong end of the bad shrimp bug too. I mean, we've seen countless guys out for, you know, a couple of days or even a week due to uh, a non-COVID related injury, uh, or as Derek King used to put it last season, a case of the bad shrimp. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's just been tough for the Blackhawks. That's how it is around the NHL. Some years are more difficult than others. It feels like this one's been challenging for the Blackhawks to stay healthy, at least in my opinion. Um, but let's start with what we officially know. There's a lot of new info and there's a lot of stuff that's kind of just continuously rolling over. Reese Johnson obviously is still working his way back from concussion protocol. He's been out for quite some time now. Uh, he did skate in a non-contact jersey this morning at practice. We'll see. Uh, it feels like he's going to be back before the season ends. Um We'll see how, how long he remains in that non-contact jersey before he's given the go to be a full participant in return to with his teammates out there on the ice. Uh, Anders Bjork, who suffered a lower body injury just prior to the Blackhawks' Florida swing, he remains out of practice. Don't have much of a timeline on his return at this point, which is quite unfortunate because he just really had that coming out party, that three-point game when the Blackhawks beat the Senators 5 to nothing. He was looking really good, so... It would be nice to see more of Anders Bjork before the season is over. I'm sure we'll hear more from Luke Richardson about that here sometime soon. Callan Blackwell is another guy we've known. He's been out for quite some time with a groin injury. He remains to be absent at practice. Austin Wagner, who the Blackhawks acquired for our good, good homie, future considerations. Missed that guy a lot. Austin Wagner remains out. He has not made his Blackhawks debut yet, of course. Uh, we'll see. There was apparently knowledge of that injury when both teams uh, worked. I guess Blackhawks didn't give up anything in that deal, but when those two deal, when those two teams reached that deal, uh, the Blackhawks were aware that Wagner was dealing with something. If he is healthy, it sounds like he's going to be up in the NHL for the remainder of the season. Uh, Andreas Englund remains out. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. He was also someone who, you know, only a couple of games here in Chicago since being acquired, but looked to be a, a pretty decent player. We'd obviously have to see more to know for sure, but I thought his Blackhawks tenure had gotten off to a decent start. Uh, then we know Jonathan Taves still working his way back from post COVID syndrome. Um, it, whatever the umbrella term is, um, chronic immune response syndrome, the umbrella term for they're still not exactly sure. Tough for Taser. Uh, the plan originally, it sounded like, was for him to rejoin the Blackhawks sometime in March. That's what Pierre Lebrun said when the uh, announcement got made that the Blackhawks weren't going to be trading him. Hasn't been back, been able to rejoin his teammates yet. He has been in the gym. Uh, and with 16 games left in the season, you got to wonder if Jonathan Taves, if we are going to see him in a Blackhawks sweater ever again, uh, that's what we've known. All those players have been out for at least a few games now. Some of the latest news, Cole Gutman, who has been excellent, also picked up an assist on that goal from Taylor Radish against the Tampa Bay Lightning, striking his own kind of revenge in a sense as well. Um, apparently Cole Gutman is the latest to pop up on the injury list, was not present at Blackhawks practice this morning at the time of this recording. Practice literally just started 20 minutes ago, 25 minutes ago. 
I'm sure with Gutman performing so well, the media is going to be interested to hear what Luke Richardson has to say about that. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it's nothing serious for Gutman. Um, And then on the bright side, we did get some positive news on the injury front and the absent front as Alex Stalock rejoined his teammates for practice this morning. He was out for both games of the Florida road trip and forced Peter Morazic to have to get the start in back-to-back games, unfortunately. Um, but it does look like Stalock is feeling better. He was dealing with a non-COVID-related illness. Seems to be feeling much better considering he was on the ice this morning. And then Connor Murphy was back at practice this morning as well. Man, the Blackhawks' decor was so depleted against Florida. Um Good to get a veteran leader like Connor Murphy back. Hope everything is as good as can be. I know he had to leave due to some family matters. So hope all the best for the Murphy family. Um, Good to see that he's back. The Blackhawks certainly need his leadership down the stretch. But yeah, the Blackhawks, obviously, I just broke down seven, eight injuries right there. They're obviously pretty shorthanded at this point, in particular at the forward position. So just this morning, they decided to recall forwards Mike Hardman and Buddy Robinson from the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. Hardman hasn't played in an NHL game this season, but does have 29 games with the Blackhawks under his belt from the past two years. And then Robinson, 31 years old, uh, a veteran at this point in his career. He's played in 54 career NHL games. Only one of those, though, coming with the Blackhawks. That was all the way back in the season opener on October 12th against the Colorado Avalanche. So it's been some time since we've seen either of these two guys. And I think the reason in particular that they were the two recalled is because, well, obviously Rockford is still without Lucas Reichel at this point. Um, they, they've, they're dealing with injuries of their own as well, with the Blackhawks dealing with injuries. They've been shorthanded. And Rockford, I mean, they still um, still looking like they're going to qualify for the postseason, but they've made it way closer than it needs to be. And a lot of that has just been due to the organizational needs. While the Blackhawks obviously want to focus on Rockford and the development going on down there, you still have to be able to roster a lineup night in and night out. And as I just mentioned, they've been dealing with so many injuries, it feels like this season, that Rockford has been really affected by that too. Even way earlier on in the in the, in the year, remember when Arvid Soderblom spent like two months up in the NHL? He's now finally back and comfortable and playing really solid hockey with Rockford, but them as a team has been dealing with injuries and then they've never really been at full power because of the Blackhawks injury status as well. So I feel like recalling uh, Robinson and Hardman, honestly, it's just two healthy bodies that they can take from Rockford at this point, but there are two guys who aren't exactly the focal point of what's going on in Rockford. Now, sure. Mike Hardman and Buddy Robinson are still valuable pieces to that team, but they're not the leading point getters or, or producers for that squad. And it feels like they're two guys who that team can can still find ways to win without. And then at, at the same time, they're probably not two guys that have much futures for the Blackhawks, all things considered. I mean, Buddy Robinson's 31 years old. We've known this. Hardman was someone who, when they first signed him, immediately played in the NHL, uh, got some action last year. And then it seems like he's just kind of, fallen out of favor and he's what I got it pulled up right here he's already 24 years old so 
I don't know. It feels like Mike Hardman's kind of been bumped out of out of the rotation, and I don't know if he's going to be part of the future plans, but now he's going to get an opportunity to showcase his stuff. So far in Rockford this year, he's only got 16 points in 49 games after having 32 points in 43 games last year. So it's been kind of a down season for Hardy. We'll see what he has to offer along with uh, Buddy Robinson in however long this stint is for them up in the NHL. All right, there are the latest roster updates for the Chicago Blackhawks with 16 games to go in the regular season. Coming up in just a moment, I still have to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a few lucky listeners right here on Locked On Blackhawks. But first, real quick, I got to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Well, then you got to try a Built Bar. What makes a Built Bar so good, you may be asking? Well, first of all, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in delicious flavors such as cinnamon churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, double chocolate, and many more. Plus, they only have 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein in each bar. And right now, you can go on down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to get your Built Bars. You used to have to order these puppies online, but now just go on down to Walmart or Sam's Club and grab you a four-pack of cookies and cream or try coconut puffs. Try the, the cinnamon churro ones. I promise you'll be thanking me later. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, segment three. Before I wrap things up, of course, still got to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer some questions from a few of you lucky listeners right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. And if you're watching this right now and you want a question answered by yours truly on the show next week, go and comment down below on the YouTube video. Go and hit me up on any of my social media channels, or you could also email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. I love answering the questions, so feel free to reach out. I'm going back to a question that I got asked last week, actually, by a buddy of mine, Sam Knuth. Sam, always appreciate all the support, as I said last week. But I thought after what we saw from the Blackhawks in action this week, I, I felt like I have more to add. Not that anything has necessarily changed, but I thought it's been more prevalent considering how the Blackhawks have played in their past three or four games. Sam asked last week, is Luke Richardson going to be the coach for the long run or just a filler for a few years? Now, I still don't know the answer to that question, and I still don't think we genuinely will know the answer until the Blackhawks are showing some signs of promise and are a little bit further on in the process of this rebuild. But one thing that really kind of Stuck out to me, and maybe this was because I also talked with Armando Velez recently, the host of Lockdown Panthers, and some of my Red Wings buddies, and they really pointed out how the Blackhawks, I mean, I I guess it should have been obvious, and it still is obvious to me. I talked about this in the intro, and make no doubt about it. It's impressive that the Blackhawks are finding ways to be right there with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers, beating the Ottawa Senators, who should be pushing hard for a playoff spot, and they are. They won five games Uh, in a row prior to that meeting at the United Center against the Detroit Red Wings, who are in a similar position as the Ottawa Senators. And the Blackhawks are finding ways to make make games interesting without Patrick Kane, Max Domi, Jake McCabe, um, Sam Lafferty, obviously. They're finding ways to do it without being healthy. They Alex Stalock's only started, what, 14, 15 games this year? He's undoubtedly been their best goaltender. Um, They have an injury. They have 
been dealing with injuries on the back end at forward, and yet they're finding ways to get there. And what that's telling me is just how how much fight this team has for Coach Luke Richardson and how much I think they respect each other and appreciate each other in that locker room, how tight-knit of a group this is, even though there have been pieces moved out and guys coming in and coming out in Rockford and in the NHL. It feels like the ringleader, Luke Richardson, really has not only a special bond with this players and a, a special bond between this team, but it feels like he's getting the best out of them, even though all their chips are down, they're depleted, yada, yada, yada. Everything I just talked about, they have a roster that on paper doesn't even look like an NHL roster, if we're being quite honest. I mean, it's it's very impressive. And while we still don't know if Luke Richardson is going to be the coach for the long term, is he the right coach for a winning program, for a team that's trying to win the Stanley Cup? You know, I, I think so, but we won't truly know until we get there, right? But one thing that I do know we already have, what it seems, it seems like we have a good man and a good leader. And that's that's a huge, important aspect of being a good coach. Now, you need to be able to drop the X's and O's and uh, be able to win the most important games of the season. The Blackhawks aren't going to get those opportunities really this year. We're not going to be able to find out if, the Luke, if Luke Richardson is the right guy for that. But it does feel like he's the right respectable guy in command and that he does find ways to push the right buttons and get the best out of guys. And I mean, that's all we heard when he first got, got this job from, you know, all Montreal Canadians fans and, and former teammates and guys who have played under Luke. They all said, you know, a very respectable guy. He knows how to build relationships with players. He knows how to be different with players because everyone's different. Some guys you can yell at some guys, you know, you got to talk a little bit more sensibly to and bring them in private. Some guys you, you need to be rah-rah guys with and get them going. Uh, he knows how to build relationships. He demands respect, demands excellence, but he does, does it the right way. And it just feels like that really has resonated not only with the Blackhawks success that we've seen, even though they're still losing games, finding ways to be close, but from what we've seen all year long, how guys have enjoyed still coming to the rink and from what everyone said and what the Blackhawks are still able to do on the ice. I mean, the, the effort is still there clearly. And yes, there are times that they're going to get outskilled. That, that shouldn't be a surprise, but for them to be fighting hard still with 16 games left in the season, when they've been at the bottom of the standings all year, it's undoubtedly impressive, Sam. So do we have the right coach for the rebuild? That's still up in the air, but it feels like we have the right man and right leader in charge right now. So that feels like a, a really big step in the right direction. Regardless, I've been really happy with Luke Richardson. I think all Blackhawks fans for the most part have as well. And it's going to be fascinating to see if he's able to do the other end of that stuff when the time comes in this process. The next question I wanted to get to, it comes from Robin Hopton who asked over the weekend, how many games do the Blackhawks have to lose to be in the best place possible? Right. I wanted to have the Blackhawks schedule up when I answered this question. So uh, I mentioned this on an episode recently, the Blackhawks don't have many games left against tanking teams. They have the Arizona Coyotes coming up this Saturday. They have Vancouver twice before the end of the year. They do get the Philadelphia Flyers the last game of the season. But other than that, 
there aren't cupcakes here for the Blackhawks. They take on the Bruins tomorrow night. Uh, they take on the Colorado Avalanche in Denver next Monday. The Washington Capitals are a team fighting for a playoff spot. They take them on in Washington. Then they go for a Saturday game at Minnesota. They play at home against the Dallas Stars. Even though St. Louis has traded away some pieces, that's going to be a hard-fought rivalry game, as it always is. Then the Blackhawks take on the New Jersey Devils. They still have a meeting with the Calgary Flames. And I mentioned their last game is against the Philadelphia Flyers, sure, but their two games, three games prior to that, are the Seattle Kraken, the Minnesota Wild, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So the Blackhawks have a really difficult schedule for the most part in these last 16 games. I think if they can lose 12 of those, shoot, maybe even 13, I think that would get them into last place. You lose 13 of your last 16, I, I think that would have the Blackhawks sitting pretty for having the best percentage chance of landing the number one overall pick in the draft lottery. Don't forget, it still all does come down to a lottery. Yes, we want to be in the best spot possible, but it's all going to come down to some freaking ping pong balls. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll see how it goes. But one thing to keep in mind, the Blackhawks do not have it easy in terms of their schedule in these last 16 games. The third and final question I am going to get to comes from Esther F., who emailed in over the weekend and asked, could Cole Gutman be another trade bait guy? I just want to ask before I go and fall in love with him. Thanks and keep up the good work. I know it's tough, tough for us Blackhawks fans. We fall in love with Sam Lafferty. He gets traded. We fall in love with Jake McCabe. He gets traded. We fall in love with Brandon Hagel. He gets traded. God forbid. I never thought I would have fallen in love with Max Domi. I hated the guy before he came here in Chicago, but just became more evident to me that he's one of those guys you love to have on your team and you hate to play against. It's just who Max Domi is. Uh, yeah, all these guys that that play the right way, we've unfortunately had to trade. Uh, obviously, Alex DeBrinkett and Mac Patrick Kane go without saying. Um, Cole Gutman is an interesting one. I Bad host by me right here. Should have had the Blackhawks cap friendly pulled up. Before I answer this question, should I have the standings pulled up before I answer the last question? It's been a morning so far. It's it's been a Monday so far, Blackhawks fans. Cole Gutman still has one year left after this at $950,000 and then will be a restricted free agent. Sadly, if Cole Gutman has a big year next year, I won't put it out of the realm of possibility. The one thing that we will have going for us as Blackhawks fans is he's 23 years old. Um... It is going to be interesting to see who the Blackhawks ultimately get in the 2023 NHL draft, because if they get Connor Bedard, they get Adam Fantilli, even if they get um, even Leo Carlson or some of the other guys that are up there, like could expedite things a little bit. How much it's expedited kind of depends on which of those guys they get. Um, so that's kind of one thing that has to be figured out. I think before the Blackhawks um, ultimately decide what they want to do at next year's trade deadline. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no, because listen, if Cole Gutman goes on and, and has a breakout type of season and some team offers, you know, a really good return. Shoot, I didn't think Brandon Hagel was going to get two first-round picks plus Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk at the trade deadline just right before that season started. I would have never imagined. So I'm not going to say it's impossible for Cole Gutman to get a first-round pick given that, you know, he's got a very team-friendly contract and will be a restricted free agent again once this one expires Teams, I know salary cap is supposed to go up, but teams are still going to be trying to find wiggle room. It happens every year. So I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility, but um, he is 23 years old and looks like he could be a forward piece. That's the position the Blackhawks have more concerns at, I think, than defensemen. Um, 
I wouldn't be too worried, but I also am not going to put it out of the realm of possibility. Cole Gutman does look like he could be the next Blackhawk to fall in love, though, given the way that he plays the game and uh, how well he's looked so far in his first NHL stint up in Chicago. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Monday, March 13th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure, if you haven't already, to go in Follow Lockdown Blackhawks wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Thank you all for tuning into today's episode. Until tomorrow's show, it's going to do it here for Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.